Hey there, demons. It's us, you girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. In the words of George Michael, I will be your father figure. I have had enough of crime, except me. I will be the one who loves you till the end of time. We're going to talk about anime daddies. Yeah, welcome back. I know we took a little bit of a break there, but we are ready and rearing to go to talk about the bold and beautiful and tantalizing hot anime dads. <laughs> yes, there is always time for spiciness in there this is. household, in our respective households. There is, considering I am the basic of basic white girls and can't handle the spice in my food, at least I can enjoy it somewhere in my life. <laughs> yeah, my palate is always ready for the spice of hot anime dads. <laughs> Not in a gross way. Um, you know, I didn't say where that I tongue mean, should go, but... Uh, but it could be. It could yeah, what be that gross way. <laughs> yeah, what that tongue do? Watch <laughs> anime. <laughs> This is, this, we have a problem, but it's okay. We accept the fact that 2D men are more attractive than 3D men. Honest to God. (laughs) Oh my God. Can I ask you though, what was the first time that you saw one of these hot anime dads and was like, oh yes, something is stirring, you know, some activity. It's like, it's kind of making my dick hard right now. (laughs) Oh god, okay. The first the first anime dad. Wow. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think here. Cuz like a lot of the times it's not like dads specifically. It's just older father figures typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, probably the first one that like really stopped me in my tracks was fairly recent and it was Yami from Black Clover. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing him, and I was like, now I know why this this anime is so popular. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us about Yami and what about this character drew you to them, not only in the physical aspect, but otherwise. Yami is very relatable. <laughs> uh-huh. He's, he is that, you know, 29, but... Feels probably 40 because of all of the shit that he has to put up with. Oh, he is the leader of the Black Bulls, which is uh, a mage group. And so he's basically dad to all of these literal teenagers or maybe I think the next oldest one is 24. And, you know, five years between doesn't seem like that much of a difference. There's a big jump between 24 and 29. There really is. I mean, spiritually, (laughs) emotionally, like, your 20s are full garbage person time. Yes. And by the end of it, like, midway through, actually, at 25 onward, your body can't hang how it used to. Oh, absolutely not. That's the first thing. It takes so long to recover from anything. You, the grunts when getting up and down (laughs) on things, even on flat surfaces, I don't feel safe. Yeah, no. And so he's... Yeah, he's he's this leader. He's constantly tired. You can tell. He's exhausted all the time. Relatable. Very relatable content. Uh, and if he is not fighting, he's in the bathroom. And I can also relate to that because 
you know, I'm fighting for my life in the bathroom too. And <laughs> do you want to tell the viewers what we or listeners <laughs> shit what we were doing before we started recording today? Uh, S texted me and was like, "Hey, do you want to get on earlier on a call and we can start recording, you know, before it gets too late in the day?" And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." And she says, "Okay, cool. I just got to, you know, run to the bathroom and put on some pants." And as she's texting me that, as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, I'm one step ahead of you because I'm currently on the toilet and then I'm going to have to go put on pants. Yeah, because I was just like, let me finish eating these waffles for breakfast, take a shit, and then put on some pants. Yeah. I, I you was... can go out of order, but, you know, it's probably not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was so relatable still content. Yes, totally. Um, and the man also does not like to travel, so there's a member in their group who does portals, and so they just kind of go from point A to point B through the portals. And, you know, they're all magical, so they technically all have some kind of broomstick that they can fly on. Yami's not mm-hmm. about that life. He's like, just pop me there so I can kick ass and then come home. I'm there for it. I'm here for it. And then he's also just like a chill guy. He likes to go fishing. He likes to just hang out. He likes to drink. Yami, everyone. A total, yeah. total father figure that I'd like to get to know. <laughs> that my ass would like to get to know. Okay, no, no. <laughs> Time out, hard stop, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what is it, like a like a butt grab? Just <laughs> squeeze, squeeze. These, these cheeks up a squeezing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yami, yeah, um, and you did mention there was yet another Black Clover character who also is very much a father figure. Yeah, I am going to butcher the name pronounce- pronunciation because it's a weird one, but Mr. Fugelian Vermilion is- This sounds like uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, but something <laughs> also out of Gundam Wing. <laughs> you know, he technically has wings. They're just fire. <laughs> That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a major spoiler alert. So, and uh, this isn't really major because, like, it's so far back in the anime. I'm still getting caught up, right? But he ends up with the the fire spirit or whatever that's a dragon. Okay. That's his familiar now. And so he gets to use the power of this dragon spirit. I'm like, you were cool before that, but now you're even cooler. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> Wait, so he's with the dragon spirit romantically? No, 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 no. The dragon spirit is just, like, it grants him his its power. Oh, okay, because I'm like, that's very, like, dragon from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No. Which I'm still wondering the mechanics of, now that I think about that out loud. You know? How that happened. I, there are some things, I mean... Have you seen crosses of dogs where it's like a chihuahua and a Great Dane? Like, how? But somehow. Somehow, yeah, because the babies were cute, but I'm just like, hmm. I don't know how that worked, and I don't want to know how that worked. Someone, somewhere, was very determined. (laughs) Power of love. So Fugelion is more of a father figure, because he's also another captain of his own team. And he has, I think they're like the Crimson Lions. And he has a sister who, you know, if if we were doing like ladies who could get it, she's also on the list. Nice. And then they have a younger brother who's like 
<laughs> Very much. They're all fire mages. And it's clearly like lions and then a kitten. Like the little brother is just like, eh. it's so cute. Oh. <laughs> but he thinks Can he's I- all big and bad, right? Which, two things. I appreciate like that energy, the, the confidence that this, yeah. you know, as this person literally matures and everything, they can grow into that yeah. attitude and be an actual representation of that. But secondly, I also saw this thing on Tumblr. It's like, if you eat hot sauce while you're pregnant, you will give birth to a fire mage. <laughs> <laughs> well, then their mom was downing hot sauce because all three of them are incredibly strong fire mages. Love that. But so the reason I fell for Fugelion is a very specific part. And it's near the beginning of the anime when another character, her name is Noelle, Mm -hmm. is having like really difficult internal time. And she thinks that she's weak because she can't control her magic without a magic item. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, I'm not, I'm not strong enough to be here. I don't deserve to be in the magic nights. And he tells her, Being weak is nothing to be ashamed of. Staying weak is. To the point and true. So it's like, ever since I saw that, it's very much a, it doesn't matter where you start. What matters is if you give up, basically. Yes. And I was like, oh. Oh, no, he could heal some serious trauma just by talking to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And. In one episode in the past, we had talked about how men need to go to therapy. Not this guy. He dishes the therapy. No. Fugelion is your therapist. And I am... I'll be signing up for extra hours. (laughs) Maybe we should send those men's to Fugelion. Yes. Absolutely. But what about you? There's enough about me. What about you? What is your first... Oh. This is what this means. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Um... (laughs) Gosh, it would probably, like, back, you know, years ago, whenever Rurouni Kenshin came out. Oh, yes. Yeah, because we have, like, father and father figure in there, starting yeah. with um, Sensei Hiko Sejuro, who could totally get it. <laughs> I mean, he's just, like, as ridiculous as his and Kenshi's relationship could sometimes be. yeah. At the end, you know, this isn't just a person who's physically strong and doesn't let that cloud his judgment. His ego is always kept in check. Mm -hmm. And he recognizes that, you know, in the words of Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility, but also that it could psychologically put you out of sorts. Mm, yeah depending on what the ultimate goal is whether you use it for good purposes and bad and even for the good the road to hell is paved with good intentions where you know there's a cost to using it and particularly um some of the more specialized moves in order to uh master that particular style that he was a master of it could potentially take your life oh yeah yeah that and I mean, he's just hot as hell. So, <laughs> yeah, even with that, like, reverse Dracula cape. But but he rocks the fuck out of that Dracula cape. You know what I'm saying? Listen, so S and I have a list here that we are working together. And when she first brought up Hiko, I was like, wait, who? I can't, I can't place who? the face. 
to the name and I looked him up and I went, oh yeah, no, that's that. No. Yeah. That belongs on the Mm -hmm. list. He belongs on the list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like for many reasons, you know, he's just a good guy. Yes. And he just wants to be left alone and work on his pottery. (laughs) Which same, you know, relatable, relatable content. (laughs) Absolutely. He just wants to drink his sake on the mountain and make some handwares, right? <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I support that. Yeah, artisan, master swordsman, father figure. <laughs> Who could smash this puss? <laughs> and then the second person from Roroni Kenshin is Hajime Saito. So, um part of God, what were they called? It's been a hot minute since I've watched Roroni Kenshin. Same. Um not important, but <laughs> But, you know, he can come off as very abrasive, very kind of egotistical, but Mm -hmm. you find out that he has a lot more redeeming qualities about him than anything because he gets characters fired up, such as Kenshin, such as, what's the rooster head called? Oh! Oh, God, he was one of my favorite, too. (laughs) But, you know, he's, like, this kind of young punk, and Saito knows how to get him riled up, but he also keeps him in check. Because he's Mm -hmm. like, you are strong, but you can be even stronger if you kind of pulled your head out of your ass. Right. And with Kenshin, it's like, you know, he respects the heck out of Kenshin. And they could relate to one another because they were so young in this time of horrible bloodshed and warfare and you know that also does something to a person oh absolutely so i think that and um you know he does become a cop and he does have very strong moral views on how he envisions the worlds to be but and at first it's very black and white but then you know because of the time he spends around kenshin and what he sees and everything as they're going on this journey he does learn that there is sometimes a little more that can be taken into consideration that sometimes things aren't so black and white. Yeah. Which to me is character growth. And his dry sarcastic humor is actually kind of funny. Like when they were traveling on a stagecoach and Roosterhead was on top and Saito put the sword through the thing and he's like, oh man, missed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? And one thing that I think also makes him a great more like father figure to father was that he adopted an orphan boy from a village and you know like without even thinking about it he's like yeah my wife will take care of him you know and by extent him Mm -hmm. so you know the fact that in that moment he made that choice i don't know there was something very heartwarming about that that there's more to this tough exterior you know it's a man hardened by war in certain life circumstances but in the end that there is something more to this person once you realize the context of things yeah i think a lot of our list i mean anime already gives you unrealistic body expectations and so right all of the men that we have listed already are like ripped right but again they live in yeah, a magical you can society cheese on those abs <laughs> right or they're they're hardened war veterans like mm-hmm that's not it. I think what really sells it for some of these people is just what makes them who they are. Yeah. And like the the good qualities and the character development that you get with that person and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just it's not just 
the looks, I feel, when it comes to no women drooling over 2D characters. Yes, yes, absolutely. Obviously, that's, you know, as in real life, that's one of the first kind of things you notice about someone. Yeah. But especially those characters that are more morally ambiguous, mm-hmm. I find that there is some kind of moth to a flame quality about them that you just <laughs> want to learn more. Truly the mysteriousness but then it's like, oh, no, this is a person. Yeah. This could be a real person. Mm-hmm. How about you? Who's next on the list? Oh, Lord. On um, the hit list. <laughs> on the hit list. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Let me let me scroll through our little our little list here. Oh, so you, you brought up Hiko's wife, right? Or mm-hmm. not Hiko. Um, who was it, the one that you were just talking about? I've already forgotten. Vegeta? Name. Well, I was going to bring it to Vegeta. Vegeta is like the, my next choice here. Who are you just talking about? What was his name? Was it Hiko? Oh, Hajime. Saito. Hajime. Okay. Hajime. That's, there, there I see him now on our list. No, I I'm was gonna going to... I'm going to cross these out because we're just going to forget <laughs> and like, you know, do Start what we do. Start talking again. The yeah, ADHD will fine. kick in and be like, hey, remember this <laughs> other hyperfixation? Yeah, actually... <laughs> But I was going to bring up Vegeta, and I can't remember if Vegeta and Bulma have kids. They do. They, they have they do. Uh, Trunks, the purple-haired That's guy. That's right. That's right. I I love Vegeta. And the reason I love him so much is because he drinks his respect women juice and yes. loves his family and his wife so much. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a good man right there, is someone who is obsessed with his family but, like, loves them truly and would do anything for them. And there are so many moments between him and other people. And he's just like, no, this is this is my wife. This is my kids. You will not disrespect them or touch them or, like, you'll have to go through me. And I love that in a man. <laughs> yeah, because like Saito, Vegeta started off as this kind of very unlikable character. Yeah. And then... Lo and behold, if you want to talk MILFs and DILFs, (laughs) Vegeta and Bulma, and then Vegeta grew a mustache. Remember that thing? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wholesome dad energy. Absolutely. That Very good choice. Yeah. That's my next. That's my next choice here. (laughs) Yeah. And kind of in the same vein of Dragon Ball Goku, he has very golden retriever energy. He's very (laughs) positive, very optimistic. And I know that he, because what's his wife's name? Chi-Chi? Yes. Yeah. And then um, Gohan. So he loves his family as well. But he's also just kind of like, I'm going to leave for several years to train. Bye. <laughs> you know, he, like there's a cartoon shaped cloud of Goku's body already. He's light years away doing whatever. I I don't know how Chi-Chi puts up with him because like he pops in. Says, hey, apparently they managed to make a kid together. And then he just dips forever. And then he comes back. And it's like, where have you been? Oh, you know, training, doing my thing, spending 65 episodes screaming. Like, it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually. (laughs) No, it's so true. It's so true. And, you know, some people can argue, well, he's, he's not a bad guy. And I'm not saying he is. But, like, as a father, as a husband... He's kind of not there at all. <laughs> yeah, no. It's he's he's a main character and he's got main character energy and I yes. that's it. <laughs> yeah. If if we were to uh pit him against Vegeta 
in terms of who is a better father and husband would 1000% be Vegeta. Yeah. Again, Goku, not a bad guy, but why is he gone so much? It's like, he just, I don't, I, I wonder if there's something psychological with Goku where it's like, he doesn't know how to make connections and like understand how those connections work, or at least on a romantic level. Yeah, or can't balance work-life balance. <laughs> there's no work-life you know, balance. If, yeah, if Vegeta can do it, why can't Goku? I, and that's why I'm saying, I wonder, I wonder if he just doesn't understand mm-hmm. that you should, I don't know, be there for the mother of your child, like your child itself. I don't know. Child's birth. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, the essentials, whatever. Not like those are, you know, super important. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next on your list? Um... Let's bring it back to father figure, but also kind of actual dad, Mm -hmm. Lloyd from Spy Family. Yeah, get into it. I, Spy Family is just such a fun show in the first place with, Mm -hmm. you know, the spy dad, assassin mom, and then the daughter who can read minds. And no one realizes that everyone's lying except Anya. (laughs) And she has pink hair and that's cute. I know, she's adorable. But Lloyd, you can already see in the first season, two seasons, I don't know how many they actually have out, Mm because they kind of broke it up towards like 12 episodes released and then another 12 episodes released. So I think it's all one season. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But just his growth and understanding of what a family means Mm -hmm. and realizing, you know, he starts off this whole show with this is all for the mission. It's all for the betterment of society. And then he meets Anya, and then he's like, oh my god, no, this this little person is really important, and being a parent is really important. And, like, the fact that he throws down immediately for Yor when they're having their intro-to-school kind of conversations and meetings. Yes. And that one guy was being an absolute prick to Anya, like, well, what about your real mom? What about your real mom? And mm-hmm. Anya starts crying, and Lloyd, like, full sins- Kills a mosquito, but, like, absolutely makes this man shit his pants. Like, Mm -hmm. I am here for the protection. Yeah. And I I like that you brought up he becomes less clinical, less sterile, less in his head over time. Yeah. And that it's for the mission, for the mission. More becomes reassurance for him. Yeah. Even though it's, he's losing that grasp on that. And even the fact that they put on this whole performance for Anya in the castle and the blimp and, like, (laughs) he's her favorite character. I don't know. I thought it was really cute. Oh, my God. Yeah. And how he's he's learning what it means to be a kid, a a child, a father to a child and realizing that she says that she's six, but she's really four. So she's honestly really smart for her age. For getting mm-hmm. into this prestigious college, or not college, but but school. It's almost, it might as well be a college, honestly. Right. And, you know, she's not getting straight A's, but she's also not failing. Like, she's actually doing a good job for a kid. And you kind of see Lloyd realize that over time of, I can't have these unrealistic expectations. And mm-hmm. just having him kind of reconcile with, What's realistic and what can we actually do? And 
but at the same time not ruin this kid's life, you know? Yes, and even toward Yora's a partner, the fact that remember the one time when he was meeting her brother for the first time <laughs> and the brother's like, Y'all need to kiss. Yeah. Yeah, short of like have sex in front of me to show me that you guys care about each other. Um (laughs) when he was just like, Well, I've had sex with women for missions before, and that's like, you know, taking the emotion out of it, taking any sort of human connection out of what could be seen as a very it is, in my opinion, a very intimate thing that two people share. It's not casual like a high five or a handshake. No. (laughs) But you know, that he was like, Why can't I just kiss her? Because it's like, yeah, this isn't just for a mission. This is a person and a person that I'm developing uh, feelings for and uh, getting a sense of closeness to as well. I love the moments when Anya, because she said it, I think, at least twice now where she's saying mommy and daddy are flirting. And they totally. both go beat red and say, no, we're not. And like, oh, bitch, yeah, you like, are. Yes, you are. Like teenagers, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is okay, right? Like, that's cute. Yeah, I... Again, I am all for, like, slow burns are so, so precious. And you can tell mm-hmm. that they are, you know, when you have two people that are so mis, not misunderstood, but they just don't, have never had the chance to be in that kind of relationship, have never had a chance to make that connection with another person. And then all of a sudden they have to pretend that they're married. Like, it's such a, a strangers to lovers and it's so wholesome. Yes, yeah, very much so. It's not just the quick impulse of lust yeah. and desire, which, like, yeah, there's a time and place for that, but it's it's nice to see something different for a change, like you're saying. Yeah, and Lloyd Lloyd is just very physically appealing as well. Like, it doesn't, that, that's just like it an extra- It doesn't hurt to look at. Yeah, I see it on the cake. Like, yeah, he's a great guy, and he has all of this internal development, and he's becoming such a great person. And then I can just stare at him, and it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all all great things, really. And he's smart. Can I just say, it's really nice to have an adult figure in an anime that's smart. Like, legit smart. Yeah, yeah, like, he was emotionally, the emotional IQ was not that great. Yeah. But over time, you know, old boy comes around to that. Yeah. I just feel like there's, whenever you have an older individual in an anime, it's either, most of the time, it's like the butt end of a joke. yeah. And it's good to actually have, like, a healthy, (laughs) older individual in an anime. (laughs) You know what I was thinking at the very beginning of this episode? You had mentioned, like, older man, and then now intelligent. I'm like, so you're looking for the Hokage. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, we do have someone on our list from the Naruto... Uh, universe if you'd like to bring them into the picture. Yeah, yeah. Great segue. Not (laughs) intrusive at all. (laughs) Well, actually, we have two father figures, but I think um, the audience will agree that they're emotionally appealing, physically appealing, and everything (laughs) betwixt. But let's start off with uh, fan favorite Kakashi. Kakashi Sensei. I don't know. I think he's just like delightful, quirky, and also a good person he's strong and just like sees the potential in these kids especially and especially recognizes the ones that need a little bit more of that compassion the fact that he pushes them because he believes in them but then also recognizes the areas that they need development in and especially doubles down on that 
in the most loving way possible. Yeah, absolutely. Kakashi is such, he's also like a really good friend. Yes. Just a great friend to have. Yes. I, I Silver love Fox. <laughs> See, and I, it's, I, I know we've talked about Kakashi before and you talked about how he has his little um, romance books that he, he reads. Yeah, his little smutty novels. His little smutty <laughs> novels. And I, I stand by the fact that that is so relatable because all of you out there, when we talked about our fan fiction episode, look me in the eye and tell me you have not read the most degrading, disgusting, <laughs> horrific smut <laughs> on a public, pl- like in a public place, like on the bus, in the train station. I, I swear to you, all of you have at least read something that you should not have been reading in a public place. So I'm here for it. Yeah, even at 8 a.m. when it's far too early to be... <laughs> ingesting such content y'all y'all are into that don't don't lie like i will be sipping coffee not coffee because i don't drink coffee but sipping my my chai latte in a in a coffee shop <laughs> just reading about someone getting absolutely and destroyed and not not bat a fucking eye yeah yeah totally like eating a finger sandwich being like oh my but also like hell yeah <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um another also man that just keeps on giving, um, Iruka Sensei, again, very much in the same vein of Kakashi Sensei, where he, especially to Naruto, he's he doesn't show that anger, that resentment, because it wasn't Naruto's fault that the fox was sealed inside his body, the fox demon. Mm-hmm. And what the fox, the damage the fox demon had caused by killing Iruka Sensei's parents. But he knew that sense of isolation and otherness that Naruto felt and what that gap of not having those parental figures made in his behavior. So even that he shows so much patience, even though at times he's at the end of his rope. Yeah. There's still a lot of um, care to be had in that regard. So I don't know. I think he's very admirable and, you know, just a good ninja too. So what's not to like? (laughs) And he has a cool scar. Yeah, I think when characters are are faced with such a hard reality, mm-hmm. because that's what it is, you know, there's nothing that could have been done Mm-mm. or that they could have done to change that outcome. Right. And instead of becoming embittered by it, just mm-hmm. taking it and accepting the fact and living their life then to the best of that ability and while also... Mm-hmm helping people that maybe they wouldn't want to like that's just such a strong character yes that he's stepping outside of the choice he makes the conscious choice i can be angry and resentful but i'm not going to be yeah yeah and really shows like a genuine care concern and bond he's like i'll give you ramen I'm just like, he knows. He's already, like, he knows how to bribe this child. This man. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, it's a good, it's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Very solid choice. <laughs> what about you? Who's next? Oh, man. Let's see. Where's my mouse? Okay. You mean, oh, men. <laughs> oh, men. <laughs> Amen. Uh, let's... <laughs> Let's bring it back a little bit, like how you've talked about. We've talked about some older shows. Um, so the very first 
anime that I ever watched besides as a child that I didn't know they were anime, right? Was Black Butler. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing in an actual dad here of Earl Vincent Phantom Hive. Yes. Very, again, it's like, it's like human version almost Sebastian. And Sebastian's really fine as well. Absolutely. And so I, I would say that just like that put together, well put together man, very, mm-hmm. again, intelligent, very, and he's not as big and bulky as some of the other men on our list. He's much more slim, much more, you know, Lean. aristocratic, right? Yeah. But, but still very fine. And also obviously a dad. Yeah, true family man. Um, but serving hot dad energy in a Victorian kind of way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I know I don't have as much to say about him as the others, because he doesn't play, you know, as big of a role in the anime, obviously. Well, he gets burnt to a crisp. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> oh, God. But I bet he was really elegant until the end, though. <laughs> I, bet he, I bet he, like, burned beautifully. I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh, God. Please move along. Who's the next one? Yeah, no one get offended. <laughs> Um, maybe similar to this where, like, hot dad genes manifesting in other hot dad kind of way. You know okay. how, like, Sebastian Michaelis very much looks like Earl Phantom Hive? Yeah. So, in the ma- uh, manga and anime Bleach, there's Sojun Kuchki, who's Byakuya Kuchki's dad. Okay. And they are both gorgeous. Oh, okay. And here's the thing. So, Byakuya, um, he's from a aristocratic family right and they're very much steeped in tradition which is very rigid and he takes a wife who was a like the bottom tier of the social structure Mm. and in doing so defied you know everything essentially what the elders put into place and they only were married for five years before she got sick and died however she had a sister that she left as a baby Mm -hmm. and her dying wish was, please go find my sister and then, you know, raise her as your own. And this child is, of course, being related to this woman, a splitting image of that sister. So it causes him a lot of pain. And for the longest time, he treats her as an other. Mm-hmm. But you find out the reasons why he kept his distance physically and emotionally from this child Mm-hmm. Who, you know, by all sense of the word, like, just idolizes this man and just wants to do anything she can to make him proud. And Aww. really takes her role in the family seriously by acknowledging there's certain social structures and expectations of being part of this family. And I'm never going to take that for granted. Yeah. So really puts in her all to be a best reflection of that and not take that adoption for granted. Yeah. And... You find that kind of ice cube exterior starting to break as the show progresses mm-hmm. and as he is called out for his kind of dismissive assholery <clears throat> because he just vowed, I, w- I will never break my promise again to my parents, which was, you know, by marrying Hisana, that I already broke such a big rule in the family and I don't ever want to cause that shame and disappointment again. And so by taking this child in, it was kind of another slight and a broken promise, mm-hmm. you know? So he was kind of caught in this limbo. Yeah. And 
so over time, he really warms up and he, at one point, he was, the sister was, or the adoptive sister rather, was like either almost killed or possessed or something. And he had told the villain who, and you know, hurt this adoptive sister of his, I can't have you hurting my pride with my pride oh! being in reference to that adoptive sister. No! And like, he's just a good man. He's a captain, you know, he's head of his household, like the 28th leader in the family yeah. and takes his duties really seriously. Plus he's great to look at and just a great swordsman. <laughs> so I'm like, checks all the boxes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. I was like, oh, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> no, I just got something in my eye. It's fine. One second. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Byakia Kuchki. Fantastic. Oh, so sweet. I love mm-hmm. that. And he has a voice like, I-, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Such a like, mm. Oh, wow. He could be whispering a recipe for a casserole in my ear, and I'd be like, keep going. Now, now is that the the Japanese voice actor or the English voice actor? Um, The English voice actor. Okay, now I'm going to have to go look him up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's good times. Visually, auditorily. mm. (laughs) Oh my god, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's, let's do, okay. I'm trying, I'm looking at our list. And so I feel <laughs> I feel like the next one I should talk about is one that is the opposite of what we've been saying, and it's less he's a good person and more he's just attractive. And that <laughs> <laughs> we have a few of those. That yeah, we've got a couple, and I I feel like you have your vice and I have mine. <laughs> <laughs> no shame, no shame in my game, and it's. As as I'm sure some of you have have pointed out or figured out, it's Toji Fushiguro from Jujutsu Kaisen. Woo! The man, the myth, the legend is just a the shit mess. brick house, and <laughs> is preach so beautiful to just look from a distance, but is like the absolute worst father to mm-hmm. exist. Like dropped yep. his kid off, said no, I'm good. And pack of cigarettes never came back. <laughs> and dipped. It didn't even say, I'm going to get the milk. He's like, I'm leaving. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Count to 100. And then see you never. <laughs> so it's, but, but he's so attractive when it comes to like 2D characters. Mm-hmm. And is very sarcastic, but it's just a very, he's not a great person. No. He's not a good dad. No. But he is a dad. And he's also a Technically. Really, technically. <laughs> there's a technicality here. He's also a really young dad, and I don't know how old he is, but he's still in his 30s, and I would probably say early 30s. And, like, his kid is a 16-year-old. So, I mean, he's a really young dad. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to not hate him too much because we're all dumb as teenagers, and so- Young, dumb, and full of complaints. Okay. Tell me that I'm wrong. I 
You're like, I sure. didn't see you for a month and you're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see you for a month. We started talking about DILFs and now it's like, wh- what? How did we choose this topic? It's <laughs> being horny the, the on Maine. The topic chose us. Horny <laughs> <laughs> on Maine. <laughs> I embrace it, you know? <laughs> That's good. I am so proud of you for embracing that and and living your truth. Yeah, get into it. <laughs> but that's that's my next on the list. A terrible dad, terrible father, not a great person, but it's like it's kind of like a himbo, you know? Where Himbos. Mm. I'm really only with you for a couple of nights and then I can we're we're done. I can't <laughs> I do not see anything with you for a future. Ugh, yikes. <laughs> so yeah, what about you? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess, um, apropos, just terrible dads, but, you know, there's something to appreciate visually. Um, (laughs) If you know, you know, if you've been listening long enough, (laughs) Endeavor, terrible dad, (laughs) terrible husband, one can argue, yes, as he's making the changes. Maybe so, but too little, too late. The damage has been done. So let's start there. Yeah. But- Again, in your words, what was it? Shit brick house? Yeah. 1,000%. Muscles Again. have muscles. Muscles have muscles. It's like if you want to get cracked like a walnut. <laughs> I'm not saying me personally, but if, if one would. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those yeah. are those are some serious thighs. I will, uh, will admit that. Yeah, thick thighs save lives. That's... Mm-hmm applicable for everybody so yeah endeavor um not much to say there <laughs> i've already spoken my piece about that we've, we've already come to a mutual understanding <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> who's next <laughs> i love it's like as we get farther down the list like all right next 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> next victim i don't i don't want to spend too much time on the fact that this is attractive <laughs> Yeah. Let's bring it back some to a little more wholesome here. Okay. Yeah, uh, a twofer, if you will. A, t- <laughs> a twofer. <laughs> um, okay, so I... Are they not? Yeah, they are. They are. They're a twofer. It absolutely is. Um, Buddy Daddies. <laughs> the show <laughs> where two men who are undercover assassins end up accidentally adopting a six-year-old. <laughs> It happens. Because they killed her dad. (laughs) Woo. And it's... So the two members are Kazuki and Rei, and the little girl calls them Kazuki Papa and Rei Papa, and they're adorable. Love that. And Kazuki is... It's it's very much a golden retriever and cat energy family. Nice. Where Kazuki is the golden retriever. Like, is literally blonde-haired more like taller buffer is more outgoing extroverted and is willing to to be the front runner of an operation right whereas ray is dark hair skinny like (laughs) a little hollow inside plays video games constantly um and is a sniper so he'll take people out i mean they both do but like ray does it more stealth version uh kazuki Mm -hmm. does it with like brass gusto yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and so the both of them are are amazing i think apart but their dynamic together is so just 
fun. Like, you mm-hmm. can tell that they are all of a sudden in the situation. And they Kazuki takes the lead when they accidentally adopt this little girl of, yeah. well, shit, now she's stuck with us. And I don't want to fuck up a kid because I was a fucked up kid. Mm. And I don't want to accidentally push that trauma onto someone else. And Ray is like, I have nothing to do with this. This is your problem. I say we just leave her out on the street and like drop her off at an orphanage and call it a day. Which is, again, like, they're both just, I mean, you don't become an assassin because you had a healthy childhood, right? (laughs) Generally, probably. I don't know. (laughs) So, so they end up enrolling her in a preschool and they, this is Japan, you know, where LGBTQ plus is probably not as welcomed. Mm Mm-mm. So to have these two men both be called Papa, and then they find out that they live together, so they're like Papa Papas with this cute little girl. (laughs) weird. (laughs) And they show up for everything. They show up for her graduations. They show up for her recitals. They show up for, like, they are such, they end up such loving parents to this little girl that Mm -hmm. they did not expect to. And, you know, they just remain... Friends, co-workers that still live together. But Roommates. <laughs> there's there's a couple of really cute, like, as they raise this little girl, they mm-hmm. both kind of bring down their walls and realize that it's very much like Lloyd and Yor of, oh, this is, this is genuine human connection. This is what being loved unconditionally feels like. And it's just so sweet. Yes, yeah. I think the balance of the yin and the yang energy of their personality types, but because of that, that allows them to be more balanced individuals in that self-development process. Mm-hmm. Plus, if I was this girl, I would be like, don't hate me because you ain't me because I got these two awesome papas. That will kill you. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Again, protective energy. Let's go. Yes, bring it. <laughs> I I love that. I think that's such a great choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, dads that can be a little bit too much, um, Ishin Kurosaki, again from Bleach, this guy's a hot mess. <laughs> and at times he could be even a, come off as bit, a bit of a lecher. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, but I mean, like his son, uh, Ichigo, who's a very just like fiery, you know, kid, but also grown up in many respects because this guy fully loves his wife and she passed away and he has this giant memorial poster in their house that he's like especially when the kids are annoyed with him he's like do you see what our kids are doing to us (laughs) (laughs) you know but that he loves his wife so much you know that he is so much I love that. I don't know. Like, altogether, I think it's very sweet because he is, he can be very serious and he is a killing machine, mm-hmm. which is so odd because in real life, he runs a clinic, he's a doctor, you know, he's saving people's lives. Yeah. And, but there's more to him than meets the eye. He's not just like this ridiculous, at times, pervert dad, <laughs> you know, who wants to be so invested in his kids' lives and they're like, dad, give me some space. Oh, no. Yeah, but I don't know. I think in the end, as far as a husband, a father, you know, he wants to be there for his kids. He clearly loves and misses his wife a lot. So, Ishin Kurosaki. I love that. I love having, 
like just men in general having genuine connections with those they they love. Imagine and, that. What a concept. Know, right, yeah. Yeah, wanting to raise their kids <laughs> and love their spouse. Wanting to be there, wanting like not being afraid of being super mushy and and what do I want to say here? Just like vulnerable. I love it. A concept. <laughs> Just very this can rare. be yours, yeah. <laughs> For the low, low price of putting your pride away. Yeah, the standards <laughs> are through the floor. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so looking at our list, I think we have one left. Yeah. Do you want to finish <laughs> off this glorious list? <laughs> I I think the best way to finish off a list of dilfs or father figures mm. would be the father figure or a father figure with a capital F or a capital Ooh. B in this case. And that is Buddha. Buddha. <laughs> from, from Record of Ragnarok. Tell us all about him if they haven't heard. Uh, well, I mean, if you haven't heard, you should go listen to our heathen episode where we talk about religion. <laughs> and... <laughs> Buddha as a character, you know, major spoilers. If you don't want spoilers, skip ahead here. But ends up taking on the entire god realm for the humans. And just steps up and is like, you guys are assholes. Clearly, Mm -hmm. this is an unfair fight. And if you're going to keep doing this, then I'm going to put a stop to it. And he's just such a relaxed person i don't want to say flippant because things like absolutely they matter to him obviously yeah he just knows where to allocate his his fucks yes he is a great fuck allocator (laughs) yes (laughs) that's a resume builder put that on linkedin bitch That's what I need to write myself as. I am a fucks allocator. <laughs> yeah, in the heading section. But so he's just, he he genuinely cares, mm-hmm. but also knows how to be a snarky little shit. And I love the balance of those two. Yeah, fashionable. Uh, <laughs> mo- morals. Uh, papa. yeah i i don't think we we can get any better than that honestly i i don't think so either i think finishing off on a literal god is a good way to end (laughs) god tier god tier god tier dilf that's what it is yes episode title (laughs) yes yeah oh boy do you have any final thoughts and opinions here then as no oh my gosh i feel like we need to calm down a little bit (laughs) we need need to go take cold showers before we record again (laughs) yes yes oh well i guess then with that being said thank you everyone for listening we are happy to be back we are rearing to go and if you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, shout us out into the universe, and send us to your friends. Tell them that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone. <laughs>